To Be Continued is an adult podcast for adults by adults. We may talk about superheroes, sci-fi, comic books, and all sorts of similar crap like that, but we may use adult and frank language when we do so. This is not a podcast for kids, brothers and sisters. Enjoy. And we are back. Wow, that was a... Man, I feel like I've... I feel like I fought in the Rebel Alliance. Welcome back, everyone. This is To Be Continued, a fanboy podcast of fanboy passions. You're not going to learn anything, but if you stick around, you you just might have some fun. Welcome, everybody, to the podcast. Welcome, Edward. Thank you. Welcome, Miguel and Johnny. And back on the show. Uh, Clark, say hi. Hi, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Ed's son Clark joining us again in yeah. the studio today. We are in midwinter break recess, and that's why he's here. And again, I couldn't find anything. I couldn't find anyone to to watch him, and he's very much a fan of the show. He's I'm, he's wearing, even wearing our shirt. He's wearing our shirt here. I'm I'm gonna just call you Michael Keaton right now, because <laughs> you, Mister Mom. Well, I will be starting uh, venturing into something new, uh, and that's called Dad Bod. Dadbod.com. <laughs> <laughs> okay, no, you gotta explain that one to me. I've got, what is Dad Bod? Dad Bod like? is a it will be an Omnipedia of sorts. It will be offering um uh it's sort of think of it as a Martha Stewart for for home dads. You know the sad part is is that this would work. <laughs> This actually is, this is a better idea than to be continued a family <laughs> podcast. <laughs> In today's, the way, the way. And here's a perfect example. There are a lot of dads out there, you know, there the, who've, who've taken, who've made the decision to, uh, to be home with their, with their children. More now than ever before. Yeah, more yeah. now than ever before. And, uh, and as a result, they, um, you know, aside from just tackling the everyday chores and getting everything prepared and homework and, and all that and all that stuff. Um, Dad bod prov- will provide you with a vision. <laughs> Where, okay, hold on, hold on. I just can't think of you and Gwyneth Paltrow doing the same thing. <laughs> I've known you for a while, Ed, and I have a hard... It's But if there's profit to be made, I'm in it. Well, <laughs> look. Dadbod.com. When Clark, when Clark was born, I was 50 pounds overweight. This is starting to sound like an advertisement. <laughs> this is starting to sound like an advertisement. <laughs> and I, I, I didn't know you were going to roll this new business out in the middle of this new podcast. You asked. <laughs> Doctors and dietitians hate his secrets. Find and out how. Dadbot is not limited to to the to to the to the home daddies, to the home fathers out there. Uh, it very much will provide. I, I, I'm, you know, there are. Pro- you know, we can offer guys like you, Miguel, and and you too, Jonathan. Really, I can roll. Uh, you know, like w- with the vision and the 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 products that would our life line. coaching for the modern man looking to be a the family modern man. man. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All right, enough of that. Different tiers, right? <laughs> different. You got the modern. Yeah, well, you well, just, now you just opened man. up the whole whole Pandora box. I just did. I think I really. You know, I, there's a part of me that uh, feels that maybe we want to edit this out. No, we're not. Because <laughs> <laughs> you don't want the secret. I'm you giving know. away my secret. This is a great. This is this is this and is it a is million a great, dollar idea. It, it is a million dollar yeah, secret we're gonna see that I'm willing to share with the rest of the world at this point. <laughs> for for three easy payments of sixty nine ninety nine, you will get Edward's guide to modern <laughs> modern parenting. <laughs> You'll get the t-shirts. <laughs> but uh, that is not why we're here. This is to be continued a fanboy podcast. Welcome to 2017. Welcome to 2017. We've been, out, we've been off for a while. Uh, we came off of a um, a four Star Wars show, uh, a four I, episode Star I, Wars I show. I felt like I fought in the Galactic Civil War after yeah, that. Yeah, you know, I like, um, <laughs> listen, you know, the hyperdrive was on and then it didn't work and we were stuck in subspace. And got it. We, we finally got it working, and we're back. And we starburst here. <laughs> oh, that's the key. Wait, the key wait. is we were stuck in hyperspace, and then we we got on board a living ship. <laughs> this is you segueing. Now we're we're not quite getting. We're not. We're, we're well. Well, part we're, of we're slated for a Farscape show pretty soon. Soon, soon, and uh, uh, 
you just to get this out of the frilling bastard hezmana uh farscape is going to be one of the shows we're going to be uh coming up today's show is going to be a basically a catch-all news show yeah. but we do have plans for a farscape show which we are in the middle of doing the research for which essentially means watching a heck of a lot of farscape which for me is reliving going down memory lane as i was a gigantic fan and also for me it's very gratifying because i've managed to finally twist this guy's arm to get him to watch the show which it's not that ed was disliked the show he didn't really know the show he had seen a couple of episodes it's still a you know as far as quality goes uh it's not a very pretty show to watch because it's a big mess <laughs> but the characters are so rich. he's really fallen in love with the characters he's really like wow you're right miguel these are yeah. This really compelling drama between is, these characters. So we're doing a Farscape show, and then as a complimentary to that, we're doing the other Misfits in Space show. We will be doing a Serenity Firefly correct. show. And prior to that, we're going to do a Logan review. Yes, hopefully Logan coming out soon. Uh, but a lot of things have, have come up in the fanboy world uh, since the last time we really touched on current events. And so to that end, we will head right into into now, the news welcome to the world new world order <laughs> 2017 what, what, are, what, what are you hux over here <laughs> the trump administration and their lies fire <laughs> but uh to go into the news we will now here is it are, fire or fire the weapon i, I, I don't care we are now going to go into our in the news jingle which you will hear and now, you are listening to In the News on TVC, a fanboy podcast. Okay, so we have a lot of stuff in the news. I I'll defer to you first before I get to anything on my list. So if, uh, um, actually, you know what? Let before we do that, uh, one of the things that dropped. Uh, in between uh, uh, the last show that we had was uh, something that I uh, another thing that I got you to uh, watch, which was Netflix, uh, home to a lot of quality programming, a lot a lot of various uh, shows, and there's so much to watch out there. You yourself have talked a lot a lot of the time about how there <laughs> a lot of the shows that are, and one of the shows I got Ed to watch was the rebooted. Uh, Voltron, Legendary Defender, which was uh, had a season on Netflix, and then the second season dropped while we were aware. And uh, yes, Voltron. I miss, I miss Voltron. That was my childhood. Yeah, I was I was giantly into into the lion uh, the lion Voltron as a kid, and so Netflix comes uh, comes out with this new series. Uh, uh, a lot of people who were involved in various uh, animated programming from the last like. Uh, 20 years, uh, uh, probably the biggest names of uh, uh, Joaquin DeSantos and then Lauren Montgomery, big big part of uh, driving that show. And there have been reboots of Voltron before. And I'm not pretending Voltron is this highfalutin, you know, well, you know, gigantic, deep mythology. It's always been kind of a fun, you know, a cheesy, you know, it's in that Power Rangers Sentai mode of show. And I believe even the original uh, Go Lion from Japan, the original anime, is not even well respected over there all that much as compared to some other things like Mazinger Z, or and that's uh, something I want to like. Um, my my wife's family, they're all from um, they're for, they're from the Philippines, and Mazinger Z is that's their childhood, right? You know, it's a very totally much different setup than Tra in America. Transformers is was our childhood. GI Joe and Transformers is our our childhood. There, it's Mazinger Z. Um. Uh, what is the, the the Yamato the spaceship, the the um, Star Blazers? I think Star Blazers. They, here they call it Star Blazers. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, space battleship, but uh, right. Yamato I think was, it. and they're. It's an interesting thing about the history of Voltron in that the company that brought it to America actually wanted another giant robot show that happened to have a lion in, it. and that was basically what they said: give us the one with the lion in it. And it turned out not to be the one that they wanted. They got sent this other series that became the Volt that they edited for American audiences as Voltron. And, of course, the American version is, you know, in terms of content uh, and other things, was re-edited and changed around. 
Uh, if you are someone who watched Voltron in America, the storylines and things that were they did in the show is actually very different from the actual Japanese version. In this new version that they've come out on Netflix, they've kind of synthesized a bunch of things from the other reboots that have happened. And there have been quite a few. But also managed to drop in many elements from the original Japanese animated version. And they had their first season... And I... Second season, two seasons. Well, yeah, they, right. well, I'm talking about just going back oh, to the okay, first right. one. They had their first season, and, you know, I'm, it's Voltron. I'm going to give it a chance. I watched it, totally in love with it. <clears throat> love the action. Again, uh, Joaquin Dos Santos and Laura Montgomery, as two anime uh, uh, visionaries, really, have come up on things like uh, the DC uh, Universe direct-to-video show uh, uh, movies, uh, Avatar... Justice League and Justice League Unlimited, they they all worked on stuff like so. They're really experienced at making really good quality action cartoons, and boy, they seem to have been left off the chain with uh, Voltron because as an action show, it works. The character stuff works. Uh, what I like to say is it's honestly kind of because of Lauren Montgomery, also not just anime based. It's kind of like. Disney influenced in certain things of the character designs and action and other things. Do you know how it's been how it's been received? It's been very well received okay. online. It's done really well. I'm going to admit that uh, admit that it is has been done really well. However, I have no love for anime, and that's just me. That's you're a, just that's not a, a big anime guy. I mean, I know, yeah, I know, yeah. and um, let me put it this way, folks. I'm j he's just started watching. Avatar The Last Airbender, also under my... And he's kind of... He's slogging through the first season, which, uh, similar to what we were talking about, Farscape, <laughs> is... Uh, yeah, it's... It's a little rough going... You Well, not rough, but it isn't as compelling as it eventually becomes. Now, I usually defer... You know, all matters of anime between you guys. You guys are big, and I'm not even. I'm not. D I, I DBZ like Dra Dragon Ball. Yes, we watch Dragon Ball. It's a guilty, so, guilty pleasure. Powerball, oh, Dragon oh, Ball. Powerball. Powerball Power Z. <laughs> Powerball Z. About a about a guy that apparently he goes every week and he wins Powerball. Is that what? <laughs> Let's run with that. Let's run with that. <laughs> uh, but um. Yeah, I mean, I know you're not you're not big, but you you yeah, but it's been done really well. Now, I I I did I listen. Growing, Voltron was growing part up with these, yeah. Voltron was very much a part, of, and Voltron wasn't on that long, right? It was on for like three three years. I, I want. I and then they they brought in the the uh, the, the fifteen ship, a thirteen ship. Um, <laughs> well, yeah, well, that, well, of course, because for American I, markets. Well, be, that's because much like with Macross and some of these other ones, some of these shows that they brought into the American audience. Uh, into the American market weren't that long running and couldn't get into that number of shows they needed for syndication. So they would be like, here's what we'll do. We'll get this one show and we'll get this other show. They have no connection whatsoever. They weren't meant to be connected. They weren't meant to be a shared universe, but we'll re-edit everything out and suddenly you'll have characters talking as though, yeah, I'm so-and-so's brother from that other show. Well, see, in that <laughs> that literally was like, with the, old, the, 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 uh, the two Voltron shows. Yeah, and, and it's like uh, Pidge has his brother... And he operates one of the ships on, on, in that. In the, in the in, Explorer Voltrons. And but the, the thing with Voltron bots. is, Voltron to me came and went. I had the toy. And, uh, what I was a very, fantastic toy. I was very much into. Was. Oh my God. Uh, growing up in the 80s, comic books was, was, was a big thing. Transformers came on. Uh, G.I. Joe came on. And and at a certain time, by a certain time, I felt that, okay, you know, this Voltron thing ends every day the same way the same yes you know it was a bring out the rope roll out the robe beast <laughs> and then what does he do you know and then the form blazing form sword, blazing and, sword and, and, and let's get this done you know which, which you is very typical with a lot of a anime, lot of the yeah yeah right and you would you would think that the foreign blazing sword would be their go-to move like why are we why why we why know we can pretty much take anything out with this sword <laughs> let's let's make that our opening game. That's why it was a big deal. Whenever like he had a different move, or like whoa, you know, he was he, able he's able to pop like the one of the claws out. Well, he could he could shoot out the heads of the lions, right? Uh, Just or like sometimes, or, or sometimes, uh, form different weapons. He had a he formed nunchucks once. Uh, he had like a spear and all. <laughs> now, but that is something that is a greatly improved in this Voltron show. They've made it more about the characters. You don't have to have Voltron fighting. There are many episodes that go by that Voltron doesn't show up. Right. 
which is, you know, adds dramatic tension. It's just a very well-crafted show. I recommend anything. Well, and the second season has built on what was going on in the first what season. What they've done well in, as far as harking back to, to, to the original uh, cartoon that we watched, was they ha- it's always, it's such... They, they 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 start off by making it very di- like it's 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 very difficult to form Voltron, <laughs> or yes. you know with the original it's it's like you know like they just got in there and and and, and, and yeah we already know how to form. And Voltron. there's a lot of that uh, that flash uh, those moments that we see in Flash was just like you know I don't know if I could do this. <laughs> you know, you <laughs> have, I, we have to believe in ourselves. Which I we find have to believe more, that which I'm we can more do this. forgiving for a cartoon <laughs> than I am for a live action uh, show. Now, um, one of the other things about Voltron is that uh, Legendary Defender on Netflix is that it's a self-aware show of what it is. Yeah. I think one of my favorite moments from the first season is uh, the, uh, what I told you, I think, and I think maybe that kind of sold you on it when I said, yeah, they they kind of make fun of that whole let's get into the lions thing with like, we got to go Where down Hunk, the zip line Hunk and is, then down. <laughs> Hunk misses his little, his little seat. And then he has to like, ru- like walk like the whole entire pathway. And then by the time everyone's all lined up in front of the, in front of the castle and Hunk is like, sorry guys, could we just like, you know, could we just like get into get like a closer normal to the castle? <laughs> and by the way, like I think the second season, the castle is, is, is its own ship. Right. Right. Which was, which is also from the old right. show. Which is also, but that was like seasons into the old show. Here they were just like, nope, let's just get right to it. Let's make this a cosmic adventure. Although I really enjoyed it, and I and I love the way the season ended. And uh, again, the character stuff, mixing and matching things, because you know, if in the original Japanese cartoon, you didn't have the sense of uh, the characters were renamed, and in truth. The version we saw was edited so heavily that originally the character we all know as Sven, he was the actual first leader of the sh- of the group. He dies in the Japanese version and comes, and then Keith becomes the leader of Voltron, and that seems to be what they're doing with this with this uh, legendary defender show. In any case, you keep calling it legendary legendary I defender. T- well, you have to. Sure. D- I'm differentiating it between like you got to remember there have been quite a few Voltron shows. There's like Voltron. Um, uh, Voltron: The Third Dimension, which was a CGI show that actually had like original characters. Uh, now you voices, grew, you voices. grew up you grew up with um, a pack back in high school. Okay, didn't you like? Didn't you feel that you were your own Voltron? Which which which? Um, I have no idea where you're going with this. <laughs> well, I mean, for any you're saying you're see what you really want to say is, did I think I was Keith? Yes. <laughs> no. Well, yes, I thought I was Keith. I, I was always a hunk. <laughs> you were. In more ways than one, ladies and gentlemen, in more ways than one. You might know this answer. Did they ever do a Voltron uh, Gundam Wing crossover? No, but they they it, were competing, right? But those, they, those but the, actually, there was, like I said, the original Lion version of Voltron, and this is, again, this goes into the way these things were packaged. The original <laughs> version, the thing with Voltron is the fact that it was supposed to be three series. We were supposed to get a third series of Voltron right. and another toy that went with it, which was basically to be third, three, three robots, three robots combining that combined together. One one. Most of us only six arms. Oh, most of us only ever saw that on the back of the toy boxes for the Lion Box. I've you seen, know? I've seen the toys. You've seen the toy, yeah. yeah. And the thing about it is, the idea was there were supposed to be three versions of Voltron. It was called the, the Voltron of Earth, the Voltron of the Far Galaxy, and the Voltron of the Near Galaxy. That's how they were supposed to be organized. But for whatever reason, they never got around to doing that third season. <laughs> now, Clark, um, you said you said you you had a favorite lion. Yeah. Which one is that? Which which favorite? Mm, the blue and the green. The blue and the green. And why is that, Clark? Because it's <laughs> my favorite. <lion. laughs> which he, he you know. Clark actually he watched um, he sort of. Watched here and there while I, while I had it on, um, and then after it was done, he was like, "I want to watch it again." So I mean, he, he you know, it worked for you know, it's it's working for kids, but it also it's not so kiddified that a, an adult can't. Yeah, if you're a fan of this, just general good a good action adventure story, and a fan of just general animation, you know, well well animated stuff, you can really enjoy it. You can really enjoy it. And all I got to say is, I don't want to spoil anything for anyone, but. One of the things I always loved about the old Voltron show from the 80s was that you spent, you know, back then we didn't get a lot of changes in these shows. Things were just like, uh, it's, this is 
Each, like you said, every right. week. Robies. Robies, blah, blah, blah. They threw this great little wrinkle when it was like, oh, here's the bad guy. You're just used to your Cobra Commander, Mumra, whatever. Yeah, they're going to fight him. Every-. And suddenly they threw in the secondary bad guy. Which is Prince Lotor, which is he was this he was the son of the main bad guy, King Zarkon. And throughout the first season of the Netflix of Voltron Legendary Defender, I kept going like, Is Lotor gonna show up? And then through the first season, no Lotor. But that was fine because they had established a very good version of Zarkon. So second season comes in and I'm going like, okay, I guess they probably are gonna wait off for, for Lotor. All I gotta say is the you know I'm not going to give away the plot, but yes, the last lines of the first Get season. Get me, Prince Lotor. Yes, summon Prince Lotor. I was at home and I did this giant fist bump because I was all like, I can't wait to see what their version is because Lotor as a character is very interesting for an '80s cartoon villain. Now, the original Japanese version of Lotor actually is really messed up because he's after he has an Oedipus an Oedipus complex yeah. he's actually after the princess because the princess in the looks Japanese like version looks like his mother <laughs> they never get into that into the American version obviously so I'm wondering if they're going to do a third season with Lotor and they're mixing and matching is that going to be an element they're going to have but also what was always cool about Lotor was the fact that he was this other character he was in his own ways more devious and more dangerous than his father he eventually becomes this whole you know he becomes a bigger threat than Zarkon. And so any version, modern version, I would love to see where that's where that's going to go. I have I have a really a bone to pick with Legendary Defender. Okay, which is the score. You they don't they could for whatever reason they couldn't bring in the uh, the old original Da, da, ba, da, which is iconic. Da, ba, da, right. Which is iconic. Um and we're seeing that actually with a lot of franchises these days where I have I I always use this term signifiers that for certain franchises for certain properties there are elements in which you go yes maybe that was a something from a long time ago maybe it hasn't even been used for a while maybe there have been other versions but, they, come, but it's been replaced so by something that's so it's uh, very it, generic yeah very, very, ge- generic very generic and very lackluster in my in my opinion but I'm I'm just gonna I'm here just to poo poo on uh, on, on the whole thing. <laughs> Yeah, uh, but I, I but you know some people have said the same thing about not using the John Williams score uh, for new DC movie Superman. Well, Rogue One. Uh, well, Rogue One you did did didn't have the full, but there were elements in it. They bring in something that's like 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 a bar bargain basement Ode to Joy. Blah 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 blah. You well, know, well, was, as is... we as we <laughs> heard about some uh, uh, behind the scenes stuff, it was four months. They, it, four they didn't months really have a lot of time to do that. Right. Now, um, Rogue One actually did gangbusters, so I don't think that that. Yeah, I know. <laughs> your your <laughs> your music critique didn't didn't hurt them too badly. <laughs> let's just put it that way. Uh, moving on, because uh, I really just wanted to give a shout out to Legendary Defender because I really enjoyed it so much. Uh, you, uh, anything in the news that that strikes you? Well, uh, are we going backwards or are we going to start? Whatever, from... whatever you want to talk about, man. Come on, we know that we don't have rules here. Um, one thing that that pops up because our next show is going to be about Logan, or it's our Logan. Yeah, review. hopefully we'll all go out to see. Um, it. and it's planning now. There's a lot of there's a lot of hype. There's a lot of hype about it. Um, and people are calling it already calling it, and some people have already seen it, right? Yeah. Um, I heard online, and then uh, I didn't read the review, but. Someone was telling me that there were complaints about it being too small of a story for a character as big as Logan. Right. I, I don't understand. I don't understand that critique because I I think you can do uh, 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 someone on superhero hype. I'm forgetting the please hypesters don't kill me. I forget who it was, but someone said along the lines, "Look, you can do a story about Captain America <laughs> going to do his laundry. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, you can do but a story. There's a movie. There's that uh, uh, Doctor." Strange? No, no. Um, it's a, it's a B movie with uh, Doogie Howser and oh, oh Doctor Horrible. Yeah, yes, yes, Doctor yes, Horrible. There, there's Captain there's Captain America do his, doing his laundry pretty yeah, much. Pretty much. <laughs> but but no, you you mean you can do it, no matter how big a character is, if the story is done right, it can have be small, have small stakes, or be less than like Lego Batman. <laughs> we'll get to we'll Lego get Batman. to that. We'll get to Lego we'll Batman. Get to that. But um, <laughs> you know what? I'm I'm trying to keep in the dark 
for Logan as much as possible. I I haven't. I am completely up on in the dark. The I've only seen rumors or plot leaks or 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 clips. Even I've I only watched. I've only seen the two trailers and then some TV spots. And then that's it. But I've also but I have read some things that uh, now there's a. Uh, a post credit scene, but we really don't have any details on that. Look, I, at this point, I don't even care about the continuity of the X-Men movies anymore. Oh, yeah. They, 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 Fox has never cared. The, right. So why should I? <laughs> and some, and that's somewhat and furthermore, freeing. And on top of that, the, 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 like they're bring, trying to bring in Hugh for Deadpool 2. And like it, and that that doesn't make sense to me. And of course, it's like this is this will be my last run. This well, will be my it, last just, run. Let's as, just put as, it this way. Uh, quite frankly, we all know that as much as it's going to be his last run, if if, if this does over five hundred mil, no, we, right? <laughs> Hugh Jackman's coming back for for I don't know X X Men Age of Ex Extinction. The uh, yeah, movie's exactly, going to be great. Exactly. Be great. <laughs> Old, old man, Logan. <laughs> <laughs> Look, hey, man, and the other here's the other one. Hey, I mean, I know there's you know, there's still bad blood between Marvel Studios and Fox. They seem to never be able to coordinate things well. Now Fox is on this high but because I'm of just, Deadpool, and they're like, uh, yeah. Exactly, could, yeah. and they're planning their more to, to do, to exploit the mutants more. And I don't know, man. You know, this amazing, this, uh, this new Spider-Man movie comes out. Shows that a, a a a character from that is whose film rights are only in for another studio can be used if it does the numbers we think it's going to do. I'm not going to be surprised if some of the guys at Fox crunch some numbers and they go, uh, "Look, if we can get Hugh Jackman in an Avengers movie." Mm -hmm. it, it, which, by the way, they got to do Batman. I mean, uh, Spider Man versus Wolverine. This right? claw. It's going to cut my contract. <laughs> uh, per Slice a contract and, and, and shred it to bits. Isn't that a big, like, iconic fanboy moment when uh, Spider-Man? Well, they're buddies in they're buddies in the in the comics. They have a very but interesting there's like relationship. Big, there's this big scene where they fight like in an alleyway, right? And well, like, a lot uh, of people love that like scene. They can do a whole movie right off of that. You know? I, I the interaction between Hugh and any of these big names that we have. Uh, in the Avengers universe, the Marvel Cinematic Universe, we all want to see that because Hugh is so good at, as as Logan, as Wolverine. But I, I really didn't meant to to do Wolverine with an Australian accent. But for those of you who were for those yeah, of us of a certain children age, of a certain age, no place to run, <laughs> no place to hide. The mutant game has now begun. X Men. This is a game. Well, I was more thinking of the um, the Spider-Man and his amazing friends. I'm stuck. I have never understood. That is the. You know what? I when I was a kid, my my brother was a big X-Men fan, and he was the guy that introduced me to Wolverine. He introduced me to the mutants, and was oh you know it wasn't like really my thing. But he talked up this Wolverine guy, and so not all the time. But we talked would, up this Wolverine, this Wolverine guy. guy. You know, I didn't know who he was. I knew Batman. I knew Superman. I knew Spider Man. I didn't know the extra. Lots of piece of fruit. And so that was the greatest part about uh, Spider Man and his amazing friends. Spider Man and his amazing friends was a show that um, was on in the '80s and was pretty much used as a showcase. For a lot of classic and even at that time, um, you know, current Marvel, you know, uh, characters, a lot of people, uh, I would say between 35 and 45, that's their introduction to Marvel characters, the Spider-Man and his amazing friend. So, of course, yeah, this one, the big episode, it's the origin. Hey, John, I don't think you've ever seen this episode, right? Okay, back in the day with uh, Spider-Man and his amazing friends. You, you don't know the show? Iceman and Firestar. John, no, John, seriously, you don't know Spider-Man and his amazing friends? You never heard of it? I don't think so. Okay. <laughs> give, him the, give him the lowdown, on, son. On NBC Saturday mornings, okay? Because back in the day when, when they showed cartoons on Saturday, on Saturday no mornings cartoons. for kids, one of them was uh, Spider-Man and his amazing friends with his friends, Iceman and Firestar. Iceman, who we know is one of the original Bobby five, Drake. Bobby yeah. Drake, and it is Bobby Drake with blonde hair, by the way. Okay, so Bobby Drake, who was part of the X Men, 
and Firestar, who they just again, this is one of those Aquaman they created, situations. Yeah, they just they created, created him just for Firestar, the show. Firestar, a girl with uh, with red hair who had she looked. They drew her just like Mary Jane. Correct. But she was an original creation because originally the show was supposed to be uh, the Human Torch, who has a history in the comics right. as a friend of Spider-Man's, right. and Iceman teaming with him. I don't know the reasons why. Maybe it was diversity. Maybe they wanted to get a girl character yeah. in there. But they decided, hey, Johnny, we're going to bring in this other character. The situation is, um, he's. <laughs> it, it, it seems like he's in college, not in high school, right? And one day he, he meets the two... And what do they decide at the end of the pilot episode? Well, it looks like uh, no Aunt May needed more borders for 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 her for her house, right? And, and he decided brings... to rent it to both Bobby and Angelica. And Jones. their origin on the show was as mutants. They were mutants. And uh, Firestar was, while not an X Men proper, no, she but... had received training at the Xavier School. And so they have an episode. In I'm going to which... call bogus on that, right? Because. <laughs> <laughs> because because they were like because it's like um because both of um well yeah no we got our invitation to uh like a school a school reunion at the at Charles at the Xavier, Xavier school, school for gifted for school well, for gifted well it's actually uh, an a, it's an adaptation of a story from the comics which is Spider-Man versus the Juggernaut and they it co- sort of combined that with Firestar's Origin, correct. Telling her telling the origin. Right. So in that episode, Spidey is uh, basically battling the Juggernaut, while basically Firestar is going down memory lane. Like this is how this is what I did as a kid, and this is why. And then you see the original. Um, uh, um, well, they do the origin story with Cyclops, Beast, Angel. Right. Yes. And then and then and then when they go back to the actual story. It's, it's the it's, modern version, or at that time, what was the modern version of the X-Men? So you got Storm, Storm Nightcrawler. War, not Warbird. Warbird, uh, um, uh, um, Thunder. Thunderbird. Thunderbird came, actually was in a later episode. He replaced Wolverine when they had the right. the, the but, chameleon versus all the other Marvel heroes. Because remember, they all go to a castle well, and stuff. Well, let's just go back to the whole Wolverine But angle. that's the whole thing, is that this was supposed to be like Wolverine's big introduction in animation. Right. And again, my brother talked him up and everything, and yet... <laughs> For whatever reason, they give him an Australian, an Australian accent, accent. Psychics, perhaps. <laughs> <laughs> and this is his first line, Johnny. His first line is, uh, he's there's there's like there's a table. They welcome them in there. Of, of like and fruit. a spread, uh, a, a spread at, at the reunion. Xavier puts out and a nice spread. Takes one claw, and he and he creates like a kebab from from the claw, and he presents it to um, to Firestar. So one of them and it says, like, would you like a piece of fruit? <laughs> That's exactly what he That's says. Exa- and then later on, uh, the juggernaut, who is uh, Charles Xavier's brother, goes to try and kill Xavier. That's his whole. That's the whole thing. Spidey's <laughs> been trying to stop him from the beginning of the show. And essentially, the X-Men have their moment to like shine, right? Take, try to take out the, the juggernaut, which um, I'm forgetting the actor's name. I want to say it's like Moses Gunn. He was like the voice of the juggernaut in that episode. I want to say it's Moses Gunn. It might not be, but uh, uh, and the actor, I'll never forget the way he pronounces it because X Men are trying to take him out. Flames, they make a moat. Iceman, they, they're all, and he walks through the flames. And I'll never forget the way the uh, the voice actor said. It. And again, I believe it's Moses Gunn. He's like, "I'm coming for you, Charles Xavier." <laughs> Who talks to their brother like that? <laughs> and that and that wasn't even established. The whole brother angle. No, that was from the comics. That's I know, but I'm I'm talking about in, in that episode where where Wolverine appears on Spider Man. I want to say it was. I want to say I, Xavier does. There is a little sequence where they show know. him. I, fi- think... I no, I remember them show, having a sequence where they show him finding the ruby, and Xavier does talk about about, about mm, him being his brother. I do really? think yes, I Marco believe they Kane? do. Yeah, okay, Marco. Yeah, uh, but anyway, okay, and, so. a, a Wolverine in this, they all get their chance to shine. Wolverine gets he jumps <laughs> at him. Essentially, a, gets slapped away, and his claws are in a, bri- a, a, a concrete, brick wall. A brick wall, and he's like, "Oh, I'm stuck." I'm stuck. Which, of course, we all know at the time the reason that happened was because <laughs> stuck was because yes, adamantium claws. What is because, like with every version of Wolverine in animation, except for the Wolverine versus the Hulk uh, mini movie, they can never make Wolverine as violent in a kids' cartoon. Right. As the character inherently is, uh, they had a show called um, uh, uh, Wolverine and the X Men on Nickelodeon, which is actually a pretty good, well-written show. 
Dude, go but, with the but, Wolverine, mo- the little Wolverine mini movies versus Hulk versus Thor versus. Well, well, that's what I'm saying. But that was though that the the uh, Hulk versus Wolverine is the only one where he's as violent as he actually yeah. is. Other than that, like there was this Nickelodeon show. It was called Wolverine the X Men. Yeah. And one of the jokes on the show is. First off, Wolverine only takes out like robots, cuts through walls, <laughs> and it, it like they even kind of they, they kind of make a, a, a kind of fun of it on the show <laughs> a, a couple of times. And this is the inherent problem with the character, and that is why this Logan movie, given that the X Men movies have all been PG thirteen, this is the they're gonna and this has been given an R rating. And I'm sorry, I know Wolverine has always been popular with young people. But the character is inherently very violent. There's something about comics as they became in the 80s in which they weren't... I'm, I'm never going to pretend that they're the highest of literature or anything. But by then, they weren't for kids either. Even though we, as kids, we always get introduced to things that are maybe a little above our head anyway. And that's sort of what this... So, you know, as a, as a kid, you know, I knew Wolverine was a killer. You know, I knew that he'd shot people, and they showed things like that. They weren't, like, super, but that's why we want this Logan movie to work out, since we haven't really seen Hugh Jackman's Wolverine be as fully the character, as great as he is in part. The stories have not lent it to that. So So we're hopefully all going to do a team-building exercise and see it. By well, well, when it opens up and, on March and I've 30, said we're before, all really excited. I've said I'm not a fan of the X movies. Um, give us a movie uh, with Wolverine that that's worth a spit. Um, and that said, I'm excited for this. And Wolverine is slated for is March scheduled for 3rd. March third. Yeah, that's next week from us as we're taping today. And we'll probably see it at the Alpine. Um, and then we're <laughs> and, yeah, and then we'll have a um, um, a review show the following week after that. No, we God's go, willing, and the crick don't rise. We got to go to IMAX. <laughs> uh, so you now, have anything else on your? Yeah. Uh, list? Now moving on. Um, after that. Um, okay, we have the. Show. Uh, the garden. Uh, I don't, you guys don't watch football at all, right? Um, or oh, you want to talk Bowl. about the, so the Guardians of the Galaxy thing? Damn right, I do. You see, this is a dividing line on this show because and, take it for what it's Ed worth. I know that you and I, we've Scott, Scott. we've we've had our disagreements. Um, like I, I enjoyed Guardians of the Galaxy, and uh, and again, yes, you're right. The Ronan, the 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 accuser. Not really. You worth like it, despite what you admit are, are some flaws. In it, it is a beautiful movie to watch, and it's hilarious. And I know that if, if, if our if our friend Jeremy, who uh, came in for the show, uh, for our Star Wars Why not? show, is. He he too also holds it against me that uh, that I don't like uh, Guardians, and it's not a question of me thinking Guardians is horrible. I think it is terribly overrated, and there are a lot of things in it that just kind of rub me the wrong way. And at the end of the day, I just think it was kind of. But let's just take it for not bad, but kind of. Well, I mean, we're not here to discuss about the movie. I mean, we're talking. I'm talking. Yes, what I want to bring up is the trailer, the, 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 the Super Bowl spot, the Super Bowl spot, which is, um, and it's, you know, with Rocket talking to Baby Groot. Listen, you see this button here? Don't touch it. Okay, now let's run through the whole thing. And he's like, you know, as I'm, a, Groot, as a, I'm Groot. I'm Groot. <laughs> I'm Groot. I'm Groot. No, <laughs> don't touch that button. <laughs> it's, well, uh, you, 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 just, just from having a a, a child, uh, uh, you know what that experience is like. <laughs> You're right. I know. I do know. It's too funny. <laughs> <laughs> and but again, the, the we're doing it in real time, actually, right now. <laughs> now, the ad itself, or the, the the TV spot, it it you know it does exactly what a lot of trailers can't accomplish or do not accomplish. And it hypes up a product, and that's exactly what it's supposed to do, and it does a great job. Okay, at it. all right. I know, I know. I mean, you're. I, I'm just. I, I'm honestly. Flash no substance. I'm very, no, it has like, I just. Flash no substance. Because uh. the first, because <laughs> the first movie didn't wow me the way it wowed other people. I'm honest. I, I'm going to be honest with you. I, any news about it? All you know, the first trailer, Mantis, Kurt Russell. There's a lot of stuff, dude. The fact that we know that the that the fanboy Pope. Nathan Fillion himself. <laughs> Nathan Fillion himself will be in some capacity in this film right. as Simon Williams, aka Wonder Man. I I should be in love. I should totally be like, I'm gonna watch this movie no matter what. The first movie, the characters, the story, it since it didn't really 
you know, and I'm in a, I know I'm in the minority. I absolutely know that I'm in, I, I'm in the minority. No, and it's it okay that you feel it, that it way. Just it's didn't, all right it just that you, didn't wow. Again, we're not here to discuss. But see, but that's the thing. You want, I can't really say anything much about the trailer <laughs> because I just don't care. All right, that's fine. <laughs> that's, that's fine. That's all I'm saying. That's all that's I'm saying. I'm, that's all I'm saying. Um, uh, so, you know, I've And it's very, you know, like, it's, like, listen, it's, it's okay that you, that you wanted to get into Voltron, and that's fine. You gave it, like, about a good 10, 13 minutes okay, on it. I'll shut up now. I'll just shut up. <laughs> I'll just shut up, and you talk, just and go I on. said, it's okay. Go on it's about okay. the Guardians of the Galaxy. It's okay. Go on. Talk no, about No, and it. I said, well, I, did, I wanted to bring that up, Chris but that was something that we caught. He's just, as a matter of fact, let's just put a shout out. Chris Pratt <laughs> is truly one of the best guys in hollywood today the things this man does have you seen magnificent seven yes i did see magnificent seven you still stand by your well he's a, <laughs> well, you know I, we, we actually hollywood, has, like hollywood has i like facts hollywood has done a great job at, at at you know just but but i'm make, talking, turning him into a superstar he's definitely passengers which i did see uh, and I'm like, yeah, it's it's a very formulaic movie, you know. Yes. Um, but but I, I'm talking more two about beautiful his, people I'm, on I'm the really ship. To, I'm really talking about more about his off-camera stuff. Oh yeah, uh, the work that he does with kids. You know, I mean, you saw him in Jurassic World where he did that uh, that video Jurassic. where, where Jurassic uh, where he where he had those kids and he was pretending like they were the Raptors. At you know, he shows up. You know, uh, there's a great picture of him and uh, and the other Chris Chris Evans. You know, showing up in their costumes and stuff. Right. I mean, he's he just there is oh, he's turning into one of those guys where you you know he's got a Hanks like uh, persona. People, you just like him. Well, Chris Pratt and Anna Faris, their son Jack, uh, who I believe is about four at this mo- at this time or three or four, um, was born prematurely, and so the both of them they're very much huge supporters of March of Dimes. So, but now, yeah, I just wanted to bring that, but, but okay, yeah, right. you know, Guardians of the Galaxy, um, one of, one of the highlights of the Super Bowl, that along with Lady Gaga did, did, a, did a fine job at the, uh, at the I Super actually Bowl. have seen a meme online that absolutely, I wish we could become a part of for next year's Super Bowl, which is, I saw someone say, make super, make the Super Bowl halftime show great again. Have Weird Al Yankovic do it. I am completely 1,000% behind Weird Al doing the Super Bowl halftime show. (laughs) Because the man is a national treasure. (laughs) Uh, Moving on on to other things. Uh, I'd like to... I I don't care. (laughs) As, As always... Tomb Raider... I don't care. As always, uh, we do. reserve the right. We reserve the right to be uh, to not care. Um, but fine. Then, if you I don't, don't mind. I, I would like to get to this. Go, go ahead. Go ahead. Um, and I, I don't think you saw it, but I would like to talk a little bit about it. Is uh, we got that Samurai Jack season five trailer? Yeah. Which did you did you see it at all? Did you see the? the trailer? Um, I've seen an image again. A nice. The first thing I said was, "Wow, is this like when um, Walt Simonson?" <laughs> uh, he had his run on Thor, and the next thing you know, Baldur the Brave and the Warriors Three. They had like machine AR-15s. guns on them, <laughs> and Samurai Jack with a machine gun and the beard, and like now I am a huge Clone Wars fan, right? You know, and Tarkovsky and the work that he's done there, uh, who brought Star Wars out of the Star Wars nests and has given us. I I have a feeling like, for me, I feel that Tarkovsky um, gave birth to. At more recent Clone Wars and Rebels era and stuff like that. Feel yes. of Star Wars. Now, granted, they put those. I believe they took those Clone War shorts out of the canon. They are not part of the canon, but they did use characters that were like kind of premiered. You're not there. part of the canon. They're not part of the canon. Really? As far as I know. As far as I know. Now, that said, so Mace Windu, you saying Mace Windu never swooped and destroyed this? Um, <laughs> no, the events of those things are not in the uh, wow. canon anymore. What However, <laughs> the uh, characters that made their first appearances there okay. are still used. Grievous, of course, yeah. uh, Asajj Ventress. Mm-hmm. Um, Tartakovsky has always been this guy that I've always liked. I loved Powerpuff Girls. Uh, I was a huge fan of the potential in a series he did called Symbiotic Titan. 
which if you've never if you've never seen it, Ed, go track it down. This incredibly, it was done in his style, but without a doubt, without a doubt, it was very Chemical 70s anime X. inspired. It was a very 70s inspired kind of show, the, the, the design and everything, but it was a show about these alien refugees who come to Earth and then they can combine themselves into a Voltron style uh, character, but they themselves, like it was a sort of thing where that's why it was called Symbiotic Titan. I'm sorry, Clark <laughs> wanted to say, what did you want to say about Powerpuff Girl? So good. Bye. <laughs> indeed, indeed, and and Chemical, and Chemical X. X. That's right. And you know, he has always had a good a good eye towards both comedy, but also really arc, um, archetypal kind of um, violence action. You know, I mean, even even episodes of Dexter's Laboratory will have these animated anime influence fights and other things they have, and so uh, he had done this show, Samurai Jack. Which you and I both kind of minor, like you yeah. knew it. Yeah. I Samurai Jack. I watched Samurai it from the beginning Jack with right. hey, uh, hey, with uh, uh, with uh, with Mako as a coup, <laughs> 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 and uh, and uh, Phil Lamar doing the voice of uh, Samurai Jack as itself. I have always been more like admired it, but I could never get into it, probably because it, much like Powerpuff Girls, it had to balance out action with more goofier elements and the goofier elements always turn me off. Uh, that's why I really love Symbiotic Titan because it definitely skewed more towards real character uh, development and, you know, real stakes and stuff. That said, this trailer kind of looks to me like it's going to be really, it's not like happy-go-lucky. Jack is talking about like, I've traveled through time. It's been 50 years since the end of the last series. And he's like, there's this whole scene where he's like, it's been 50 years and I haven't aged. So it's like, dun, oh, dun, we're, we're kind of getting into some deep stuff. It's like he he, he threatens these characters who are uh, who are like, you know, leave now or I'm going to kill you. And they're like, are, you know, leave you now. See, like, he, says, no, I, he says, leave now or you will meet your destiny. Our destiny is to destroy you. Then and it's like, you know, OK, it's like it seems to be a little more adult, a little more because, you know what? It's been a while since Samurai Jack. So the people who were like little kids or teens when that show was on, they're grown up. So their expectations are going to be a little more. They're going to want a little more meat on this. And that's just my general feeling about animation in particular. Like me, it's maybe it's my age. Like it's hard for me to watch animation without irony. That's why I'm so into Archer. I'm where you and I we <laughs> you and I we watch the hell don't, out of Don't remind me how much I Adventure Brothers. So, <laughs> I mean just not too long ago, you, me and Jeremy, we were we were throwing like texts at each other about C Lab 20, 2021. <laughs> you know, and, and Well well you know, it's funny Oh, you, oh my god. <laughs> oh yes. This with a scorpion. Oh my you know, and uh, I got the strength of a, I got, the, I got the strength of five gorillas. <laughs> five gorillas. <laughs> I mean, the soda machine just uh, is crushing me. <laughs> All right, but anyway. uh, but the you know, you talk about you brought up two shows, uh, Archer. I can't wait for that to come back. That's just we're not going to go into it. We're not going to. Venture Brothers. I'm so waiting for the next one. And then I recently, honestly, I was behind the curve. I you know, I really have been trying to catch up on Rick and Morty. So they're like three. You getting into that now? It's funny. I don't. I think that it's a little overrated. That said, it's 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 a mind frolic. Because of a show. I remember then when you when we had that conversation, we were and we were like, okay, we'll 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 see where we can go if we're gonna do Rick and Morty. I'm surprised that you stuck with it. I I've been really busy. But I'm like, is this supposed to be a take on Back to the Future? Because, well, you've got the, uh, the it actually, you've got the professor and actually, the... uh, I can't go into the fullness with your son here. <laughs> but the original short was in fact a a Doc Brown Marty McFly parody, right? That was incredibly filthy. <laughs> I'll t I can't go into it on the well, while there's a child in the studio, but incredibly filthy and <laughs> apparently incredibly hilarious and based on that they got the order to do this show and how much of it have you seen at this point i've seen 
I have yet to watch the, most of the first season. I'm actually only in the second season. All right. Uh, because it's available on my on demand uh, that way. And but I've like consumed every time I, a new one gets popped on there, and it's re- <laughs> it's funny. You, but it's, it has a very Adult Swim. It's um, insanely adult. It, right? Like I said, right. it's insanely it's insanely adult. But we're um, everyone's waiting for that third season. We're waiting for Archer to come back, yes. and Venture Brothers hugely. We're all yeah, waiting yeah. to see, you know. To but again, like I mean, there. that's how I feel about animation. It's hard for me to watch animation without the irony, and and that's very sincere. Voltron being one of those products. That's why you're having a problem with the uh, Avatar and getting into it. Yeah, you know. Like but um, but moving on uh, now. Is there anything else that um that you have on? Because um, I got a lot, but you know what? You you next. I'll, uh, I'm, the next I'm thing, deferring to you. Ed. Okay, fine. Um, Iron Fist. On Netflix, we saw the trailer. Yes. Uh, what did you, What do you think about it? I I, I actually, it didn't blow my socks off. Correct. Uh, correct. There's no correct answer. <laughs> this isn't past. Correct. Right? You are correct, sir. Is it you, Ed's way or may, no way at all? What are you, Trump? You may move to the next level. Yeah, but um, you just broke a cardinal rule, buddy. <laughs> Is there is there a politics jar? I gotta put a twenty dollar bill in now. Politics jar. Uh, however, um, it didn't look bad. I am excited. I love Iron Fist. I love the mythology. I remember I gave you that collection mm-hmm. of the of the recent series of the Immortal Iron Fist from uh, I guess must have been two thousand seven two thousand eight was the series something like that. And as a as the mythology. The modern version that was done. I'm God. I I'm blanking on who the writer is right now, but the, basically these two new writers basically sort of reinvented the mythology of Iron Fist. Uh, John, are you aware of anything about Iron Fist? I don't know anything. You know, <laughs> to turn your your fist into substance unto I, iron. I know nothing. <laughs> <laughs> you know nothing. Uh, uh, for anyone who doesn't know, uh, and I I. I be hard pressed to find out in today's world where everyone knows everything about Marvel. Now we're no longer special, but for anyone who doesn't know, and to explain it to John here and the rest of the audience, Iron Fist is a, is a character from the 1970s. Is he related to Iron Chef? Monkey wrenching. Brought to you by, (laughs) brought to you by Pancake Studios. Jonathan Vergara, your monthly monthly monkey wrench. Uh, No, he is not related to the, uh, to the, to the Iron Chef. Although I wonder, I wonder if Danny Rand did learn anything uh, culinary wise, that might you know, be good. no, he probably. I bet you he makes a damn fine beef chow young. <laughs> and is his ancestor Iron Monkey? <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's a martial arts thing. Okay, Iron Fist essentially is during the seventies. Marvel had a lot of titles that were just based on whatever the flavor of the month was in popular culture. Uh, and the two biggest examples of that are black exploitation, black exploitation movies, movies, and so you had. Uh, Luke Cage being the exploitation character. And then we had Iron Fist, who was ba- essentially the Kung Fu movie craze. Right. Iron Fist is a character named Danny Rand. A white guy. White dude. White guy. White dude whose uh, family uh, dies. when he was- culture. <laughs> that actually is a, 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 big sub, uh, a, a big subset of some debate about Iron Fist. But uh, Danny Rand's family, uh, they die in, uh, in the Far East, in like the Himalayas somewhere. His father is searching for a, a, a mystical city, kind of like a Shangri-La. And family dies. Danny is taken in by the people who live in this mystical city. It's called Kunlun. I don't know if it's the pr- proper pronunciation, but that's right. how I've always said it. Mystical city, Shangri-La, yeah. It, it is, and Kunlun exists on a different dimensional plane. And every it's you can only go to it every ten years is when the portal opens up. So Danny Rand is is like eight years old or something. His family his family gets killed. His mother gets eaten by wolves. It's super tragic. And he's brought into Kunin Lun as this outsider, and he is trained by the master of all masters in Kunin Lun, uh, uh, Wee Kung the Thunderer. Yeah. <laughs> and he gets to the point where he is able to. He uh, he passes all the tests. He becomes the master of all these various martial arts, and then the final test is to become the immortal Iron Fist, who is the champion of Kunlun. And the test is you have to beat a dragon with your bare hands. Once you defeat the dragon, you literally put your hands into his flaming heart and absorb his chi, and you become 
of the Iron Fist, and the biggest thing of the Iron Fist can do with his power is why he has the name Iron Fist. He can literally channel his chi into a punch that can, uh, you know, crush titanium. He's in. The, he's on that level. He can. He can. He can put a hurting on you, and then plus on top of it, he's the master of all his martial arts. In these two thousand series I was talking about, they expanded the mythology. They expanded the idea that there's more than one. Um, interdimensional city, each with their own immortal weapon. Uh, it really expanded on it. And you're and- listening to Fight Quest. <laughs> and uh, always, yeah, we, yeah, as a martial arts uh, uh, guy, Iron Fist has always been a, right. a, a favorite of mine. They eventually, the sales for his title weren't doing well. The sales for mm-hmm. uh, Luke Cage weren't doing well. So they combined them into Power Man and Iron Fist, which became this. It's own thing. Um, great chemistry between those two characters. A great idea. And they were heroes hi- for hire. Yes, that which was yeah. Luke uh, Luke's they're, thing. Yeah, they're superhero. They're they're mercenary, mercenary superheroes, <laughs> and uh, now bringing it back to uh, a more contemporary and setting. Is that why they joined uh, Blackwater? <laughs> stop, stop. <laughs> <laughs> now, if from a from a very more contemporary setting, um, Luke Cage and Danny Rand, um, they ended up with the New Avengers. You know, this was at a time when it, 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 Avengers had disassembled. They had broken up, and Spider-Man, along with Wolverine, uh, Luke Cage, and Iron Fist, um, well, Power Miss, Man, Miss Marvel, Spider-Woman, they joined and and became the New Avengers. And Iron Fist, for a long time, like there was there, there was a run where um, Matt Murdock, Daredevil, um, he filled in for Daredevil, right? Yeah. He, like he's like, listen, I'm I I need to not be around because people know who I am. Uh, Danny, could you fill in as Daredevil? Yeah. So it. They've been so using him. All, they've been using him in the modern comics. Yeah. So he's not totally unfamiliar with. And of course, but there's that link to Daredevil. Yes, which might be where you know what what we thought some of the stuff in the background of the Daredevil Netflix right. show might play into. We know that M- M- Madame Gao mm-hmm, is is there. Is is uh, we saw that. Yeah, in because the they're passing out um, uh, these LSD drugs with the with the Iron Serpent on it. Yeah, some, yeah, exactly, exactly. The, the, we know that that uh, Danny LSD has that big, Iron Serpent. Uh, he has a, he has various enemies. One of them, which is Steel Serpent. Maybe we'll see right. that. Right. Um, and of course, this the is this is this it's is all building yeah, this, towards this the is defenders. A, this is a building a block for defenders. Now, one thing a lot of fans have talked about is the fact that we didn't see the costume, and they're very yeah. very worried that we're not going to see it. For the longest time, I was like, ah, oh, we'll see it, we'll see it, we'll see it. Now I don't. Maybe they're not. I wish it. I really wish it were just like Daredevil, where we, he's going to go through most of the series of that first season without the costume. That's fine, as long as you give me something a, approximating his comic book look in the last episode, last two episodes, something like that. I hope. My hope is that they will, because they've got him doing everything else. They've got Danny Rand, uh, played by uh, the Knight of Flowers from uh, <laughs> from Game of Thrones, uh, sort of looking like a hippie. <laughs> and again, the trailer didn't wow me, but it didn't make me think, "Oh, this is going to be bad." It's just like, "Eh, okay, let's let's see where this goes." Because I am more actually, to tell you the truth, and I've told you, I wasn't a huge fan of the Luke Cage show. Really? It wasn't horrible. It wasn't horrible by any stretch of the imaginations. Coulter killed it as Cage. It seemed oddly paced. It seemed like they they lost the thread, the momentum of that show. It probably could have been shorter. Like it didn't need to be I as long. Have, it could have been eight. Mouth. It, I love Cottonmouth too, but that was the mistake of was the mistake Killing was them, right? was getting uh, was getting rid of him in the middle of it. The mistake was making it too long. Luke Cage should have been eight episodes. And that's one of the biggest. That was one of the biggest um, general um, critiques about Luke Cage is that. It's too long. It should have been broken down into into two, perhaps maybe, two parts, maybe, maybe two arcs or something. Yeah, you know. Uh, um, yeah. But what I'm hearing now, and is I'm not disagreeing, is the characterizations and the performances. The were performances fabulous, were, were mostly but all. But at the same time, great. he kills it as Cage. They hit all the right notes. The music stuff, making it the black culture of of Harlem. All that yeah. does work. Did you finish it, by the way? I, I got three episodes left to go. I, I honestly, did, did you get to did you get to Method Man? No, I didn't get to Method Man. But you know what I'm see, talking this is, about. <laughs> see, okay, don't don't spoil it for me, guys. Don't spoil it for me because the truth is, like I told you, you kept saying when are you going to see Luke Cage? When you were like, why are you watching Flash when you could be watching Luke Cage? 
And it took me forever to get through the first three episodes. Then I finally like but binged still, it. Miguel, and now why I've got are you? Three episodes why is left. anyone watching The Flash <laughs> when not, you can watch? Let's not bash the CW any more than we than we already do. But Whoa, what are you talking about? You know, this is CW is all gold, man. You know, I mean, I love Netflix and all. By the way, you don't need to change my voice. <laughs> but uh, um, look, I, I mean. I, I'm I'm looking forward to Defenders. Uh, I think all of the actors they have lined up, I can't wait to see them interact. I just think that the trailer was solid, but not great. Once again, thank you for listening to To Be Continued, a fanboy podcast. Our website is www.tobecontinuedafanboypodcast.com. Make sure to follow us and subscribe on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. We can also be found on iTunes.